Hello everyone, you're listening to the Baladins Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnitska and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladins art form. Plus, I really like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career? You can have it too. Join one of the BDE experience intensives and get the training and experience of performing in lead and ensemble roles open for Aksharki and Fusion styles. Details and training materials for the casting are available at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. So, this is it. This is the end of 2022. Can you believe this is our last episode of the year? And already next week, new episode will be the opening episode of season 6 of the podcast. So, before I start talking about our today's episode, I first of all want to wish everyone Happy New Year and Happy Holiday Season. All the best to you, to your family and to your dance friends all around the globe and let's hope that our dreams and hopes for 2023 will come fully alive and bring us peace and happiness to our lives whatever you're wishing for i hope it will come true and actually will be even better than in your dreams and as a summary of 2022, I decided to do a best-of episode, a compilation of some of my favorite moments from all interviews from this year. Right away, I should tell that it was a very difficult choice because there are so many moments, so many cool thoughts, ideas, and conversation throughout this year that it was very difficult to choose just a couple of them, but traditionally for best of episodes, I choose four, four parts from the previous uh, interviews, and that's what I prepared for you today. They are very different in the nature, about the subjects, uh, starting from some aspects of dance industry to the vision or the heart of belly dance, uh, as well as some stories about... Uh, Belladance transformations and how it entered the life. So very, very different, literally. It's just some moments that got on my mind that I wanted to share and remind you of. And hopefully you'll find what you are looking for to hear today in this episode and what you can specifically relate to. And overall, it's a great reminder of the entire range of topics we talked about today as well as what is available in our dance world. But once again, it was a very difficult task for me, so obviously this is just my choice of some moments, not all my favorite moments, but some moments to share with you and not a competition for sure. <laughs> Let's not bring that vibe in our podcast. It's just a nice... Uh, way to summarize 2022 and i'm actually considering maybe to continue and do one more edition like this as a first episode of 2023 but we'll see just because it was very very difficult for me to limit only to four uh, interviews but still consider and let me know by the way if you would like to see part two of this uh, this kind of uh, podcast episode for the next week but as for today, you will hear different stories and different parts from our full previous interviews. And you will hear from Gitza talking about uh, the concept of dance movement therapy. You will also hear from Sam Samar, who was talking about individual style and the meaning that we put in dance and in our dance activities. You will hear from Mahalal Halva, who will share once again with us her incredible story of how she got involved and transitioned into professional ballet dance and the choice that she had to make. And you will also hear from Tatiana Tarasova, who will be talking about some struggles specifically in our dance world. And as much as we talk that ballet dance is all-inclusive and it fits for everyone, but sometimes there are some 
barriers and maybe even unpleasant moments that some of us may go through and that can be a great reminder for us to always remember that yes we are all individual dancers but we are also part of one community so let's cherish it and let's celebrate dance all together because with all our differences around the world dance is something that definitely can unite us so on this note i wish you once again happy upcoming new year Happy holiday season, all the best in 2023, and we'll keep in touch already next year. Have you ever considered adding a fitness element to your ballet dance classes? This can significantly help you to get more students through the door and, most importantly, retain them and earn more money. Check out Sharky the Balladance Workout. The founder of the system, Orid, shares how teaching Balladance fitness transformed her own career in a way no performance opportunities ever could. In her course, you will receive tips on how to teach and get ready for the class, including ready-made class choreos, as well as useful insights on business aspect of this activity. Join Sharky's three-month instructor academy that features an online course, weekly coaching sessions, and business training. You leave with razor-sharp teaching skills and best practices for your teaching business. Enrollment is now open for the next Sharky Instructor Academy beginning January 2nd. Apply at sharkey.com teach. It's S-H-A-R-Q-U-I dot com slash teach, direct link in the show notes. Can you describe generally, like, what is dance, like, movement and uh, movement and dance therapy? Like, what is the concept of this uh, term, of this uh, uh, approach? Yes. Um, well, actually, it's, uh, it's very... Um, open uh, it's not like uh like in a specific dance or in his, in a specific way the the master i, I studied has a the a base like in uh, psychoanalysis uh, it's like um, actually it it comes from the natural movement you mm -hmm. have to to start to move in natural way you have to learn to listen to your body and to see how your body wants to move today, because uh, it's like this is the main um, the main spot where you start to go in different ways. Uh, the idea of this master of or what I love the most is that comes from the practice. So the group, the study group, uh, it's a practice group. We were doing some classes, uh, learning about the. Uh, theory and learning about different uh, ways of doing therapy in movement but actually we had a space where we were receiving uh, dance movement therapy as a group so this was the best way to get to know what is dance movement therapy um, and it actually it's it's like a, a way to to open your movement uh, no shame, no judgment, no technique, no style. It's only to learn how your body wants to express in a specific context. Because, of course, when you do this, uh, you have a, a, a therapist that's, that is doing like a, a, a guidance, you mm -hmm. know. So he's doing, he's putting like a theme he's putting like some symbols, he's putting like some ideas, or he's doing like some um, certain um, uh, pautas, I don't know how to say in English, like certain uh, specific uh, words mm -hmm. that can uh, transport you to a, a different place and that can make you think uh, of a different way. And with this, it's something that really happens very, very natural. You just start to move and you start to connect with yourself and you start to connect with the others because it's very important that you uh, actually know that you are not alone in the classroom. No, you open your eyes and you see that there is another person that is doing the same specific uh, training like you from the inside to the outside. And finally, you connect. You connect with somebody 
you start to move in a different way. You start to make a history. You start to make connections. And, and it always uh, has like a climax. There's always a moment where everybody it's like in this cathartic movement. Uh, everybody is doing in the same energy. And somehow mm, you can make a closure. Uh, mm. You find a way to, to breathe, to do... Uh, to make this history ends and to go with all your uh, your dance fellows to the same spot where you go mm. down and breathe and relax and go uh, inside again. So it's it's very difficult to explain what exactly is because um, it's very wide. It's not a specific theme. You can treat uh, as as many things as you want. You can go with one thing in your head and say, okay, tonight, today we're going to start uh, dancing with a repetitive movement, for example. And from this, you can go and do the, the, the complete session, doing repetitive movements and, and getting some feedback from it. Or mm -hmm. maybe you can just go and say, okay, imagine you are a tribe and you are... Uh, trying to get some food as simple as that and the group starts to make some movements and to interact and to do some things and everything just starts to 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 become actually very natural so it depends on the group uh, what is this group who is in this group and it depends on, on the therapist what he wants to work and what's the objective or this session today or uh, in three sessions or for a long time so it's very it's very wide it's very open mm -hmm. and I think um, I think you have to try to to really know what is the dance movement therapy yeah definitely to me it reminded a lot of contact improv uh, yes which I was doing a lot but I've never been to a dance therapy like dance movement therapy session so that's why i was curious like to know okay how exactly it works so it's typically like it has to be in the group or there can be like some like one-on-one -on -one things with therapists like this yes you can do one one person and it's very common to do one person if you have a specific thing you you want to to treat you can go uh, actually nowadays there are many many therapies that start working on the body before going to the language. Um, every session in dance movement therapy, at the end, uh, it's not a, a request, but almost the, all the times, you can finish talking and, uh, of course, putting in words what you felt, how did you feel, what, what was the ideas you had on the mind and how did you connect with your body. Or you can also draw. It's very common. Also, at the end, you go and you do some drawing. It doesn't matter what it is. You can do a round or you can just uh, do a blue paper or you can do a spot. But uh, actually, all this content, it's very representative from what you felt on the session. Um, sometimes, uh, or I think the people that comes to dance movement therapy, uh, they actually are feeling more comfortable with their body than putting uh, the feelings on words. So mm -hmm. it's a good way really to, to simply just start to move and to see how I feel. Uh, I feel uh, some pressure in my chest. Uh, maybe I'm not uh, breathing fine. I'm feeling some anxiety. So you can start working on here. Okay, let's move the chest. Let's see how this... Uh, pain or this uh, uncomfortable you have, it can be moved with dance, it can be moved with some breathing, going into the floor and feeling the, the feeling of um, support. Um, what I most love about dance therapy is that you have many, many sources uh, because you can start very quiet, uh, even uh, always thinking that dance movement, you have to move. No, sometimes you just want to sit and you just have to relax and you just have to breathe and you just have to like go inside, like some kind of meditation. It actually sometimes mm -hmm. works like this because uh, there is many inner movement uh, that you don't want to put in a choreo or in a, 
in in out movement you you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so i think the the most beautiful thing about dance therapy it's really um, you can start uh, doing whatever you you need at this moment you can move you you can stay still quiet and for almost uh, always you develop some movement even if it's only like a how do you say balanceo? Swinging from side to side. Like a swinging Uh movement. So you can start from here and these movements, repetitive, uh, sometimes start to move emotions uh, and to move uh, feelings. And from there, you go just scratching, scratching Mm -hmm. and see what the person needs at this Mm -hmm. time. It's interesting. And what is the... um main focus or I would say the main effect of dance therapy because um, I do quite a lot of different therapies I never did actually dance therapy which is ironic (laughs) (laughs) but like I I do quite a lot of different therapies and of course they they work on different people in different ways and they kind of address both things but some therapy methods they are more focused on either um, identifying the problem of discomfort for person or like maybe bringing up memories what caused the problem and some other therapists they are not focusing on that they are more focusing on how to release and process let's say whatever discomfort or emotions that the person is experiencing so for dance therapy how does it actually works in terms of effects uh, well, I will say that it's it's really uh, the same like a verbal therapy. I mean, uh, you can have uh, all of these objectives you told you you talk about. Uh, you can go with uh, some objectives and say, I don't know what's the problem, but I I don't feel good. I I just need to find what's the source of my uncomfortable, and you can start from there. Um, Many persons uh, uh, used to use the dance movement therapy to actually work on the body because uh, we know uh, nowadays uh, the therapy, it's, it's a very good uh, way to, to let go and to solve problems, but we actually keep on emotions on the body mm-hmm. and uh, we are going uh, more tense we are going every time more stressful. Our breathing is not the same that it was before. Uh, our posture is not the same. We are every time more, um, how do you say, squeeze, like mm-hmm. more uh, small. And many times, uh, actually, it comes from a physical pain. You know, like I feel pain in my chest. I feel pain in my leg. I feel pain in my feet and the doctors doesn't know exactly what it mm-hmm. what it is well actually it's not really a, a physical problem it's not a bone it's not a muscle it's maybe an emotion you are keeping in that part and what we are trying to do is why you are keeping in this part of your body what does the what does the feet means to you the feet maybe okay the support of all your body the part of your body that connects with the earth and keeps you in reality. So you start to do like um, like very uh, small connections that tries to know why uh, some painful parts of your body are, are talking. What do they want to tell you? And why you are not able to to keep it outside? No, why you go to the doctor and you're taking pills and you are going to, fi- to physiotherapy and the, the pain still is there. So mm-hmm. dance movement therapy, it's a very useful tool when you don't find actually what's going on with your body. And maybe you just have to click uh, the emotion with this part of your body and see, okay, why do I have to be uh, in this uh, point of my life and why, why my body is talking and what does he wants to tell me? I have one uh, tricky question for you. (laughs) How would you describe today your individual style? What does it mean for you, your style of dancing? My style? How can I I, um, I define? Yes. uh, Yes. 
I don't know. It's a difficult question. I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think, first of all, I love and it's my first inspiration. My first uh, inspiration, yes, is Egypt. Egyptian dancer. All the dancers. I think I take uh, some part of all, every dancer like, uh, I, I love. By example, Dinar and the Camel and uh, Camellia. Uh, of course, teacher, men like um, Khalid Mahmoud and uh, or Yusui, first, first my first choice, of course. But I think I take, and uh, when, when I was young, I very young because I am young. But when I when I I uh, I begin, I take every Egyptian dancer, every class except some, unfortunately, Mahmoud Reda, or except some teacher. But I, 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 I learn with a lot of Egyptians. So my first style comes from them, from Egypt. And I love so much Egyptian music, so I can't um, uh, listen different way. But I love also to change to to inspire uh, inspiration, to take inspiration from all the dance. If I can put some Indian dance step or hip hop dance step, I put it because I am very open-minded. And I think my style, I think it's very a uh, lot of uh, creation. I think <laughs> I, I like to create. I like to make choreography, creo. And I change, of course, since uh, when I was young, I, I change a lot. I change a lot. Um, when I see my first video, I say, whoa, <laughs> I was very dynamic. <laughs> I was very um, special, but now I change. But uh, always uh, in Egyptian way, Egyptian way, not, uh, not, uh, not another way, mm -hmm. Egyptian, yes. Mm -hmm. We often talk about importance of finding individual style, individuality in dance. If you can give two tips for young dancers on how they can develop individuality, what those tips would be? So I think first of all, we need to find in ourselves why we dance why we choose this music, why I will choose uh, this sort of music, by, by, by example, why I like shabby, why I like classical music, why? The first of uh, all, we need to ask ourselves why we dance and why we dance this, this sort of dance or music and uh, how... Uh, uh, what I want to explain in my choice, because uh, if, by example, I choose in Taomri, why, why I will dance this uh, song? If uh, I, uh, do I have, do I, do I uh, have a message? Uh, I have something to explain um, in my life, something happened in my life. Uh, so why? I think the main, the main question why? And after work, of course, and um, find some inspiration in every dancer, in everywhere in the world. Uh, we can't create our style if we see, uh, if we are fan of one dancer. If I, I love, I love Dina, just Dina, I don't like Ronda, I don't like Camila, I don't like uh, Noor of Russia, or I don't like uh, Alakushniro, I don't know. I, we, I just like Dina, or Daria Mitskiewicz, I just like this dancer and this dancer. Impossible to create style. We need to be open-minded. We need to love every dancer in the world. We can't say, I don't like Daria, but I love Dina, and uh, I just uh, see Dina dancer, because we can't. Uh, create a style like this. We need to be open, very important to be open-minded. And we need to be lover of every dancer in the world because we can't uh, create a style alone. 
Uh, all is um, it exists. <laughs> That's so true. So now we need to to find an inspiration, and when we find inspiration, we need to to walk, walk, walk one step. By example, just one step, the step of this dancer. Okay, I love I love this step because she do the same step always. So I take this step. I need to walk a lot of times this step, but I will not. I will uh, don't do the same step at the end because I walk. I walk the same step. And I will change this step because I work so hard the same. At the end, it will not the same. Mm -hmm. I take from her. And I think work very hard is um, the best way. And of course, because, by example, young people today, I think they love to be beautiful dancer <laughs> because of Instagram. Instagram or today uh, is very important for beautiful dancer, physically beautiful and perfect dancer. It's okay, it's good to be beautiful, of course, <laughs> but we need to go uh, in the beauty, not around the beauty. We need to go in the beauty. We need to use our beauty to make something very interesting. So be uh, strong and to be real, not to be superficial and and use the beauty as a skill. Uh, to be a book and not just a book cover. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> to be a bestseller, not just a simple book. <laughs> Speaking of your career, um, how did you actually transition into professional ballet dancing? Because we talked how you got involved in ballet dance, but yeah. uh, I don't know if you had the thoughts that you actually want to do it as a career right away, or is it happened like eventually, or you didn't even notice how it happened? <laughs> yeah, no, it was totally eventually, because, you know, I, I'm a lawyer. I, I did the, the university. And I was sure that because I, I started to dance with 14. So I was in, at school do, uh, during my ballet dance classes. And after I went to university and I was uh, on the lawyer, uh, lawyer school. So I always said, OK, when I finish my university, I will only dance, you know, for as a hobby. And I will start to to work with as a lawyer but when i got my my first job as a lawyer they said to me oh, okay you start here you need to leave your another work another job because i started to teach ballet dance for for kids when i was 16. my my teacher she said to me i think you have a good future on dance i will give you a kid you know a kid group i was a kid teaching another one <laughs> but for me it it was like funny it was serious because i studied a lot to do this even to to teach the the kids it's very important to study to to be a teacher but i, I thought it was you know fast i would stop anytime to start to work as a lawyer so when they said to me, it was, I was like uh, 21 years old. They said, okay, now you can leave your, your job to start here. I said, oh, no, it's easy to speak, but difficult to, to leave something that we love so much. It was a very hard time, very difficult. The first day on this job, I was trying to to be ready to go. And I started to cry a lot. And my mom, my always my mom, <laughs> she said to me, why you would do this if you don't want to do this? Why you start to work as a lawyer if you don't want to? But I didn't said this to me, you know? I was feeling this, but it's, it was difficult to, you know, to say, I don't want. I said, no, I will prove everybody 
that I did my university, so I need to work like this. And I, when my mom said this, I started to cry a lot. And she said, I, I said to her, I'm afraid to, to don't do you and all my family proud of me. And she said, and how do you know if we are, that we are not proud of you? You make a lot of people happy with your dance. You don't need to be worried about this. We, you, you, you jo your job make a lot of people happy. This make us very proud of you. So don't worry about this and follow your heart. <laughs> I felt so emotional when I say this. And it start look <laughs> and it's starting uh, on, on this day, I forgot the, the, the my university, my, my certificate as a lawyer. And starting on this day, I really took the dance as my uh, as a profession way completely. And I always say that I don't work to, I'm not the best teacher. I'm not, I'm not the best dancer, but starting off this day, I work it to be the better version of me. I try to work to be the best teacher I can be or the best dancer that I can be. I started to work hard, you know, to, to improve as a professional uh, dancer, a professional uh, belly dancer. I said, now I, I will take this as my, my, my job, you know, because before this, it was something like, oh, okay, I stop, you know, but after this, and when I, I changed it, every, everything started, you know, to run. And I started to have students uh, here, more students. The people started to know uh, my way to work as a teacher. Uh, some years uh, after I started to travel, to, to go to another places in Brazil and after abroad to, to teach. This is amazing. I really love this. I, I love yesterday I was in Rio de Janeiro and I love to have this, you know, this contact with a lot of people, different countries, different culture. For me, it's amazing. This is my story. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for sharing. First of all, it's so warming to hear such a great support from family and understanding because belly dance has a lot of stereotypical connotations and people sometimes are afraid to let their loved ones to go pursue their career in belly dance because not because they don't even want belly dance but because they're afraid that oh it's not stable job or it's not yeah. secure like etc etc and here like you to hear the story that they, they exist of such support, it's absolutely amazing. But also what brought my attention, which I feel it's even more important to talk and think about, is how many times we block ourselves and don't even hear, don't want to acknowledge what we really want. To yeah. the point that our body starts shouting and we still don't hear it. We still reject, no, I will do it just because at some point in my life I decided that that's what I want and it has to be like this forever. And uh, uh, this also struck me a lot that this story, this exactly happened to you. So on this note, I had to ask, so what was the reaction on the law firm that you came the first day and said, I'm quitting for my belly dance job? <laughs> <laughs> The people, my, you know, my friends, they said to me, are you crazy? I, I, I remember that I didn't have support for a lot of people that was around me. My, my friends, some friends, they said, are you crazy? Are you, you're quitting, uh, quitting a lawyer career to be a belly dancer? I said, yes. But some years later, they started to change their careers as well, trying to find something, you know, different with uh, not very heavy to work because I work a lot, but I work with love. I work with art. I receive love from, from the people, from my students, because they said, teacher, thank you very much. You make difference on my life. This is really, this is amazing. You know, 
So a lot of friends, they started to, to change their careers, to, cha- to find something more, not relaxed, but not so heavy, you know? We, I, I think we can, we can change our mind. We, we, we are living. We change our opinion. We change the, 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 the way that we like to, to work. This is not a problem. Uh, I think that we need here in Brazil, we need to choose our careers very young, you know, like uh, 20 years. No, before this, before the university, like uh, 17, 18. Imagine we have a long life. <laughs> so I, I, I'm so proud of my, my choice and I, I'm really uh, happy with this choice some years after we definitely should not stay committed to mistakes and uh, especially when it literally comes to lifelong decisions first of all we never really uh, know if things may change indeed and there are people who love to be lawyers too like love to be any profession but um I think very often it's much less number of people who actually choose to do this or that profession among popular professions I'm talking about. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah and either your choice changed and you want to find something else or you realize that that's not what you really wanted even at first place. Like, like there should be commitment to stay fulfilled, not commitment to yeah. keep doing mistakes uh, or keep doing the same decisions that don't make you happy. Exactly. And, and this regular professional... These people, they uh, look for the art before their jobs. They go to the cinema, they go to watch uh, theater, they go to the dance. Everybody needs art. So we are these people that uh, can take the art for them. You know, we are very important for for all this this regular profession <laughs> it's also very fascinating and warming to hear you know like this sincere and straightforward pride that you have in being a ballet dance teacher this is so incredible because so many dancers very often mm. get discouraged by uh, disrespectful approach and it can be both in arabic countries like we know many stories or it can be by even in any country by students or for general audience who see performers or come to class etc have you ever in your career and life faced with anything like that and how if yes how you overcome and dealt with it yeah sometimes uh, i i i am on the situ- this situation and this makes me so angry when I see that the people, <laughs> they, not, they don't respect my art. But before, I, I start to be very, very, very angry. Now, I think they don't know what I do. They really don't know because they have a completely different uh, way to understand what is my art? I know my the truth of my art. I know what I do on my job. Uh, I try to, to show them what is this word, what is the pendant word, uh, how so many, many uh, people, uh, they, they can have uh, a lot of good things from the, the dance. They, they start to be uh, with... Uh, so much happy when they dance. They start to have a lot of uh, good things when they start to do movement and, you know, for the healthy, uh, a lot of good things. So I, I try to, to show them what is the truth of my dance, but it's difficult. It's really, really difficult. And I feel the approach of the people before, you know, sometimes I... I I hear something like this. Oh, you work with dance. Yes. What kind, what kind of dance? I said, oriental dance. Only this, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't go to speak so much more because I know that the, the people will say, oh, oriental dance, belly dance, you know? Uh, I, I don't have patience with them. 
but I, I, I keep working to show that ballet dance, it's amazing art, that all the world is practicing ballet dance, you know? I try to do my my way to, to make these people understand that it's a different way that I work, you know? I also noticed that on your Instagram profile, in your bio, mm -hmm. you have an interesting statement that you put literally there that regardless of are you 50 or 150 kilos, I will teach you dance. <laughs> and this is a decision yeah, yeah, yeah. to actually put this, like, you know, bring attention to this subject right in the bio of your Instagram, you know, like not somewhere in the post or anything, but literally like statement. It's like people who discover you, they read, okay, who is Tatiana Tarasova? Ah, she's saying she will teach me, like, and bring attention regardless of the weight. Why did you decide to put such a, like, you know, powerful and, like, straightforward statement right there, right in the beginning, and then someone is meeting you, like, they read this? Why was that decision, and uh, uh, what does it mean for you? <laughs> um... So, uh, I put it because of the many reasons. For first of all, I'm a big woman <laughs> and I have quite not very simple way because of this. So when I started dancing, there was no such dancers like me. All dancers uh, was like uh, 50 kilos, 60 kilos, or I know. Um, there, there was quite... Um, you know, normal, normal body, normal bodies, usual, ordinary bodies. And when I began to perform uh, and take took part in competitions, it was not very simple. You know, people when they saw me in a costume, uh, there was so many different reactions, yeah. and not very polite, not very good reactions. Usually it was like, oh my God, look at her. Or kids, uh, they were just, uh, I don't know, just pointed fingers and oh. laughing. And uh, uh, women just, I don't know, they just look at, uh, looked at me with uh, big eyes. Oh my God, what is this? And when I... Enter, enter the stage in that time. Usually in uh, dance hall, yes, it was like uh, noise, like, ooh, like this. <laughs> I don't, mm. it's really, it was like this. Ooh. But usually after I started dancing, they shut up. Uh, they mm -hmm. began yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, all these things, there are, they were in my life. And uh, now there are more dancers, different shapes, who perform and uh, take part in competition. Now it is another, and now it's more, I like, like, like to say, body positivity, like this. Uh, and uh, now uh, I have no such experience. Now there are no nothing like this. And uh, many people know me, or I don't know many. Maybe people now is more polite, so <laughs> they <laughs> they don't uh, tell me anything like this. But in the beginning of my uh, dance career, my dance way, it was like this, and it, I I need to. It was quite uh, painful. It was, and I feel myself not very comfortable, you know, uh, every time. And I know what is it to perform, but you are when you are not ordinary. And I know what is it to dance and to uh, to prove yourself and others so that you are a dancer. You know, because uh, even now when I uh, don't know, when I meet somebody and I tell, okay, I'm a belly dancer. They, you're a dancer? Really? So, even now. But uh, 10 years ago, it was much more, you know. And um, 
That is why I understand that women that are afraid to start dancing, that are afraid to go on the stage, they, it's, uh, I, I know what they feel because I felt the same some days, some years ago, you know? And it's not only for, uh, for ordinary audience. Even when I compete, yes, when I compete in, um, you know, at festivals, I understand that judges, they're ordinary people like me, like you, and some of them don't like fat people on the stage. For them, you are not a dancer. Never, it, uh, it doesn't matter how good you are. You are just not a dancer. Because I, I wanted to say, I was, uh, 10 years ago, I, I was a beginner dancer. And I was in a big festival. I don't want to tell what festival. And very famous, very famous dancer, famous dancer and organized and judge. She came to me and she said, uh, you need to lose weight because professional, you cannot be like you. Professional cannot be like you. And another personal, uh, uh, another judge came to me and told me, you need to dance some nuba, you need to dance uh, some folklore. Don't dance oriental. I told her, I like oriental. I like oriental most of all. This is all what I like. Uh, I, I, no, with your body, you don't need to dance oriental. So, um, thanks God, I had my teacher in Donetsk. And when I came from this festival, in Donetsk and told her everything that judges told me. She said, uh, I don't know, <laughs> she said, uh, oh. they're wrong. Yeah, they said, she said, I, 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 I bet she said different things, but okay, the meaning was they're wrong. <laughs> yes, they're wrong. <clears throat> they're very, very wrong. You are unique. Uh, you are a good dancer. Work on yourself, work on your technique, work on your advantages, develop your advantages. So, and uh, don't listen anyone. And the most interesting thing that one year uh, after that festival, I came on that festival again, and I was uh, one of the, there was in competition 23 or 24 girls uh, and I was third. I took bronze medal yes and when that uh, teacher that told me about my weight she asked me oh hello Tanya she was very polite in all, all other ways she was, was very polite and she told me oh Tanya hello how are you so how was your competition and I told her so you can uh, congratulate me because I had the bronze medal and she said oh really huh. hmm. so okay I congratulate you yes okay so she was very surprised and so I know uh, that never for for some people for some people you will be never a dancer. Doesn't matter how good you will be, they will see only your weight, not your dance, not your soul, not your charisma. They will see only your weight. It's bad, but it is fact. So. Just never mind, I think. And I know that you are still, till these days, you participate in festivals and sometimes in even competitions, if I'm not mistaken. Why are you doing it now, since you have already established school, you already established yourself, like you're a teacher? Why competitions? Like, you can't, of course, like, it's not a question, like, oh, why participate in festivals? But why specific competitions to continue doing them? 
Oh, it's a quite difficult question. Uh, question because, um, okay, I want to say like this, because I have no many places to dance where I can where I can dance right now. When I was in Ukraine, usually I was a judge, and we had a gala show, and I dance on gala show, mm-hmm. or I had a workshop, and I dance like. In workshop, but now here I can dance only in my kitchen, <laughs> and that is all, you know. And I miss stage. I miss stage so much. And sometimes, yes, I just came to festival, for example, uh, for workshop, and organizer told me, "Okay, can you dance in gala show, or would you?" Uh, would you want to dance in gala show or open stage? Sometimes they ask, but some uh, organizers they don't know me. I'm nobody for them. So usually uh, it is the only way to perform at the stage. Yes, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not shy to tell this is the truth, <laughs> but. Uh, um, but this is the truth that uh, sometimes I want to comp- I don't want to compete. Uh, I want just to dance at stage. Not all uh, competitions has open stage. For example, not uh, at last uh, festival they don't have open stage. Uh, I dance in gala show and I compete because I want to dance more than one time. And there was only one gala show. And I thought, okay, I want to dance more. What I can do? Uh, I can compete. Okay, no problem. I mm. will compete. And, and and in fact, I dance uh, uh, choreography that was uh, not for competition. It was quite relaxed, uh, not very, um, I don't know, quite relaxed uh, choreography, not for competition. I took uh, second place in professionals and uh, Mohammed Shaheen, he told me, you dance uh, choreography not for competition. I said, yes, I know. It was for gala show. <laughs> That's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot and share it with your friends. The more people get inspired, the better it is for our dance community. Until next time, keep shimming and see you soon. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free.